Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Music on my Welcome to Up to 90. Hey. Hi, where are you, missus? Grant. It's I'm a doing wonder. Good. It's a wonder you can squeeze in the podcast. You've had such a high flying day. Fuck you. Fuck you. 50 minutes listening to Emma's success, and I'm sick of it. We're <laughs> now starting this podcast at 10 to 9 because I can't handle it anymore. Anyway, it's all top secret stuff to be revealed. Uh, it's done now. Uh, it's done done to be released at a later stage in December how are you going to be you're going to be in it too well I don't know if I am I think it was one of those things where Fred was having zoom pints with someone he was like listen why don't you throw something in they could just see me like hanging around in the background without my bra Fred is just a devil for this like I need a heads up if he's doing zoom pints like, I'm in a spaghetti oh, top with yeah. no bra on. It's like hooters in here and not in a sexy way because my breasts used to be my best assets. And now, as I've said before, you could probably plash my nipples at this stage. But you just need a heads up. And you know, you're doing yeah. the, oh, hi. And you're kind oh. of just trying to cover your breasts with your elbows. Well, right? I don't. I don't have the the breast issues. No, I still wouldn't want. I still you still wouldn't want no bra string top and like, hey everybody. But when you were saying there about Fred um, being an awful devil for not giving you heads up, it just reminds me of my dad used to spend my childhood basically taking photographs of my mom pulling her knickers out of her hole you know like you get out of a car you know the old cars you'd be absolutely welded to the seat yeah so there's like an album full of these photographs of and this was when like now I remember when I still lived at home and she you know the way your mom kind of like oh I'll do a bit of your washing for you to make up the load and then she's looking at all your knickers going like well how do you how do you even wear these what even are these because of course there was no tongs in Ireland until I don't know, maybe. I think what after the song, the song, yeah. everyone was yeah. like, hang on. Yeah. We rang our American cousins and we were like, what is this thing of which you speak? And then we put our order in. So yeah. I think after that song, Pennies, then we're like, listen, shipment. let's yeah. ride this wave. Because I think we'd only just figured out that that's what Australians were calling flip flops. And then Cisco came along with this other version. So there's an album for her picking her knickers out of her hole. And then there's another photograph 
which I mean is terrible, right? She's cleaning, like even all it say, yeah, that is a terrible picture. And this is like, you know, over 30 years ago, but she's cleaning the jacks, right? And she has the marigolds on and she's holding something up. I don't know whether it's like a bath mat or whatever. And she has the old fag hanging off the lip. Of course she does. And my That's what kept her time. slim. That's what yeah. kept her slim. Big style. So he just spent his time going around taking pictures of her. Fagging so, her out. Oh and then he out of her home. Okay, so he was a bit of a hound then. He was. He just and you see, obviously, back in the day, it's not like you could say delete that. That was going in to get. Oh, developed. it was going up to the chemist. Like, I mean, everyone was seeing that picture. I know that's actually pretty bad. And I think that no. I do. I do kind of miss that. Um, I do kind of miss that time in your life when you'd go in to pick up the pictures and you'd be acting all coy at picking up the pics from the weekend no, no and the chemist knowing full well what was going on down by the wall up to 90 up to 90 up to 90 with Emma and Julie oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean it was pretty thrilling to be fair it was it's like it's like uh, playing the lotto when you're a minor because you're just, you know, it's not going to happen, but there is a possibility that there's going to be a decent photograph of you. I mean, yeah, like it's definitely, <laughs> I mean, of course, it's the law of averages. I was saying to somebody yesterday, I'm a devil, obviously goes out saying taking loads of photos of Ted, but you know the way yeah. as a parent, you see what the camera doesn't see. So yeah. I look at these pictures, I'm like, that's not Ted. So I just keep taking another 75 because I'm like, the camera is not reflecting what I see. Like even Fred, where every cliche going, because he said to me yesterday, like, just put, like, put, just clasped his hands together, put it under the chin and said, serious question. Should we get him into assets? <laughs> and I was like, you are messing. He's like, no, he's like, I'm fully serious. We need to, he needs to be with the modeling agency. And I'm looking at Ted and he's just after doing a huge poo. He's weeing yeah. on himself. I'm like, I don't know, can I guarantee studio behavior yet? But that's when you know you've lost the plot. You've just yeah. got every stereotype going. Well, it's like the world needs to see this. I'd say get him into get him into assets now, get him to do the early work because when they get into like toddler and bigger kids it's actually fucking pain the hell to bring them to those things. Do you know, speaking of, um, I know, I can imagine, speaking of parents and embarrassing situations, a friend of mine told me her mom joined Instagram, which is just, can we all agree? Can we just have one safe space? I mean, next it's going to be TikTok. Like we've all migrated away from the Facebook, Facebook because we're doing so much. Facebook. Facebook is this new thing. It's a cross between Facebook and TikTok. Thank you. 2021, here we come. But you know that you were doing more and more self-censoring on Facebook. So you're like, I can be creatively free on Instagram, but no more because of course the parents somehow followed us over there. But she said to me, I mean, this is nothing new. It's happened, I'm sure, most people. Yeah. Um, but her mom joined Instagram and then her mom, she discovered, had liked her boyfriend in secondary school was after getting married. So she liked <sighs> the pictures and she was like, no! 
you can't do this. So her first action on Instagram was to like her secondary school boyfriend's wedding photos. That's rough. Desperate, I know. Pretty, like, this is it just, but it, it does happen. It does. Friend of mine, she, years ago, um, you know, the way, like, you'd be just doing a little scroll and a bit, a bit of a creep dive, and she ended up on, like, her, you know, you're making chit-chat to your colleague um, of a morning. Yeah. This is boom time, Ireland. So you're, like, having a chit-chat in the coffee, in the coffee area, the canteen, you go off, you go back to your desk. And he had casually mentioned that it had been his sister's Debs the previous oh, yeah. weekend. So she's there. She It's boom time. So we're all getting paid for doing sweet fuck all. She's checked yeah. on her Bebo. What else do you do? She actually ended up on Facebook and on his little sister's Debs photos. But hilariously, at that moment, she still doesn't know what happened. But the internet gods intervened and her screen froze. So she could not. So she was obviously like the rest of us. She's uh-huh. pressing off and on. She's, tur- she's turning back on, but the picture is still there. It's completely frozen. So she can't even actually switch this thing off. So your man comes along and he's like, oh, are you having a bit of trouble there? Because he just happens to be the IT guy. Uh-huh. And then he goes, switches on, and there's this picture of his little sister at her devs. Now she did, leave, she did leave that job a few months later, but this, you can't explain that shit away. That is dodge. But there is something, when somebody mentions a devs, you just <laughs> want to see that dress, don't you? Oh, but didn't, so, wasn't somebody saying to us they wanted to hear what our... Um, Deb's stories were. Oh my, it was that in the Up to 90 WhatsApp group? Yeah. Oh and my I was God. Like, I was yeah. like, do you know what? I actually know nothing about Judy's Debs. So I wore a brown Deb's dress because that's how okay. much I hate myself. It was brown, a brown Deb's dress. Okay. And I went to the Debs with, um, because just, just to refresh people's memories here I was a complete rot in secondary school so I ended up I had the misfortune of being best buds with an absolute stun which is kind of what happens isn't it yeah 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 so she was going to the Debs and she's now by the way it's really sad for her because she's kind of failed at life it's a bit of a sad story so she's an architect and like Um, she's just kind of pissing around building children's hospitals and stuff so it's all it's kind of a tragic tale um but at the time she was flying high you know we didn't know what was to come but so she was kind of a bit of an all-rounder and she was going to the devs with this lad who could not believe his look because she was like such a stun and then she convinced me she was like I think you need to go with his mate. And I was like, please do not do this to me. She was like, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So we went, he was a lovely guy. His name was Kevin. Um, And of course, like he went for it. He got ridiculously drunk and went for the shift. And I was like, Stephanie, this is what I knew would happen. Okay. I'm just here. We're just here together on a Deb date by complete default, complete default. Like, that we've only been put together because our mutual friends have decided their deb state should happen. So then he got like really, really drunk. I was like, come on, shift me. And I was like, no. And then it just was super awkward. And I just remember sitting at that table with the Vulcan Red Bulls 
And I was like, okay, can we get the bus home now? It was in the Red Cow Inn. I lost my phone. You know, I was, I just remember sitting there playing snake and Stephanie came over and was like, make an effort. And I was like, I don't want to shift him. And like, I, by the way, like this had happened to me so often in my life at that point, you know, in terms of people not wanting to shift me. So this is not me and my high horse or anything. I was just like, I just can't, I'm just going to sit here playing snake if that's okay. And, um, but this was your Debs, was it? That was my Debs. And then okay. it was funny because people in Dingle always forget that I didn't actually do have my Debs in Dingle. So this would have mm. been in the Red Cow Roundabout. But hilariously, people, you know, my memories are so skewed. People always say to me, Judy, do you remember in our Debs? And I'm like, I wasn't at the fucking Debs, but people refuse to believe it. Oh, okay. You're like, do you remember we were doing Yega bombs by the bar? And you're like, no, it didn't happen. But you did, so you didn't go to school ever in Dingle? You no. were just there for summers? I was just there. No, I was like Orphan Annie riding the rails. I used to be there. Oh my God, I'd be there probably every second weekend, if not more. Okay. And was obviously all, always there for, I like I was, I did go through periods where I'd be there during school time, but I wouldn't be going to school. Okay. So I was just like orphan Annie floating around the streets of Dingle for so long. Was well, nobody questioning why isn't Judy in school? Ah, yeah. Like people, I think, you know, my granddad would say things like, she, she, that child should be in school. And we'd all kind of laugh at him. But like, it was fine. And then in yeah. fifth year, in fifth year, you see the problem was, I basically didn't attend fifth year at all because all my friends were doing fourth year. So oh, that's okay. always a recipe for disaster because then you yeah. skip ahead. But like, you don't have that extra year to play with. So I was just, I would have been floating around Dingle all the time. We still ended up doing quite good in the hour leaving and all that. Yeah, well, I know I did do, I did do well in the Leamster. Fred actually, I mean, that's just says it all about the Leamster because I'm not, I'm not a smart person at all. Like, I think I was just good at memorising stuff. I pulled together in sixth year, but Fred did say to someone the other day that I actually got 400 points more than him in the leaving search and then he always adds on and Judy didn't even do that well but I did I got 400 points more than him but who gives a fuck really all right though yeah but look the leaving search it does not it really look it is what it is I suppose if you feel this mad vocation to be a doctor yeah it's, easy, yeah, yeah, it's easy for me to say the leaving search is like a, a pile of shite. But like, if you really want something, obviously the leaving search is not a pile of shite. So you don't want to be underestimating how tough it is on kids and all that. And like, yeah, yeah. it's super stressful. But um, but yeah, so that was my Deb story. But there, so I suppose there wasn't really a story there as such. And I just remember, oh my God, I was so lastminute.com because I got my makeup done on the day and I hadn't an appointment. So I was super late for the Deb's party beforehand when everyone was like leaving you. the gap. And then they didn't know what to do with my hair. So they did like a tight, tight Irish dancer curl. Okay. Yeah. It was so bad. And then I had can't turquo- imagine you I like turquoise- being late and rushing and all. Sounds so unlike you. Turquoise eyeshadow. I was yeah. just I was just with a brown a brown Debs dress. That's how much I did not place a value on myself. Okay. I said of all the colours on the spectrum, I think I deserve brown for my special day. Do you have a shade that's kind of quite similar to maybe almost like a poo? 
Yeah, that's for me. What's your Deb story? I'm sure you have an actual story. That's not even... Well, I don't. That's the thing. I don't have a Deb story because I didn't go to my Debs. So I had Ella in the May. And now I could have gone to my Debs. I could have, you know, like people went to the Debs when they were pregnant also. But obviously I'd had her in the May. And I just felt like I didn't want to go because I felt like, I think once Easter hit, I didn't go back into school because I just felt like this is kind of a bit ridiculous putting on a uniform. And, you know, I just felt like I was pastel. So when the devs came around, I was just like, no, I think I'm kind of over it and I didn't want to go. But on reflection, I think what was really going on was... uh, I think what was really going on there is that I wasn't ready to go out and like cut loose. Do you know what I mean? I was still kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe like being quite guarded or whatever. I I think it was definitely a self-preservation thing that I, I don't think, I think I was making out like, oh, like me, please. I'm too sophisticated now. And I don't think that's what it actually was. I think it was just like protecting myself or whatever. I think I felt like yeah. I was, I didn't know how to well, kind you probably- of, you probably felt quite vulnerable, I'd imagine. I kind of, which would be feeling kind of emotionally yeah. vulnerable. Yeah, I'd say I probably just didn't, I, I just didn't know how to kind of go out and like cut loose properly, you know, that kind of yeah. way. Because, and you see, I didn't realise at the time that people can feel that when they're a new mother at any age. But I just felt like, I just felt like a bit of an alien. I felt completely different to everyone else. So I never went to my dad's and then all my mates and like, even people who will like say I was friendly with, I wouldn't have been hanging out with them after school, but like I was friendly with them in school. You know, they'd bump into people and everyone was like, oh, Emma, Jesus, you didn't fucking miss anything. It was a pile of shite. But they're always shite. Yeah, Yeah, they're always shite. Okay, grand. Then what I was saying to the WhatsApp group was, I said, so never, never did my dib, my dabs, whatever. And then years later, I pitched an idea to this production company called Animo about that I could go back and do my debts yeah. as an adult. And obviously you're making it out to be this thing like, oh, you know, like I really missed out on it and stuff and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, at that stage, like you fucking moved on with your life, but you're trying to pitch a fucking TV show. So, you know, you kind of ham it up or whatever. And they know that you're hamming it up as well. So they got a bit of money to do a pilot so we went and did a pilot and I think, oh, Granny was in it. Oh, so Granny Gra- McKeever. Yeah, so Granny was in it and my mate Laura, I know you and Laura have this thing going on, but Laura, you weren't around at the Fuck time. off, Laura. That's all Laura, I have to say. Laura was in it and I was kind of actually chatting to them about their devs and how they kind of thought like, oh no, Emma, you should definitely go off and do your devs. So then the pilot went in and this is back in the day when Orchie used to do like these one hour shows with new people as like a way in. You know the way now you might be lucky to maybe possibly get seven minutes on the player, but no one can watch the player because it doesn't work. So then I met somebody in Orchie and the pilot had gone in. They were like, yeah, no, it's looking good. Like the feedback is positive. And, you know, I'd say it could be a possibility. So I was like, yes, deadly. Then I get a phone call from this fella, Eddie Doyle, who used to be like head of comedy in Orchie. He's since gone to 
The North. The North, yeah. Yeah. He's in the BBC now, I think. Yeah. So he phoned me. You know, like, you get a call from someone like this and it's like fucking half six on a Tuesday or something. And they're like, oh, have you gotten a minute? And you're just about to like take the first spoonful of your dinner. And you're just like, yeah, absolutely no problem. I'd like never, never been a better time to talk. Thanks a million. And he's like, so basically, um, Alison has a show about not making her debs and you have a show about not making your debs. I was like, right. And then he just leaves it like, so maybe you and Alison can have a talk about how you can do a show together about not making your debs. I was like, okay. Why didn't Alison make her debs? I'm curious. So she didn't go to her debs. She didn't go to her debs. So at the time I... I had I knew nothing about this. I didn't know that she was had done a pilot about not going to her dad's. So I think her story was... I think that's unfair. That's essentially playing you off one another a little bit, yes. isn't it? Yeah, and I'm sure I, I obviously knew that he'd had the same conversation with her, either before me or after me. But I knew, like, this was the first I heard of it. So he was like, basically, your options are to put your pilots in and see which one gets made or team up together and then you know something will definitely get made so she didn't go to her devs and I never I don't think I ever had a conversation with her about this or anything she didn't go to her devs because she was stood up by the guy that she was meant to be going with yeah so I was gonna say I had a little bit of a you know I have a lot of repressed memories I had a bit of a flashback to something devs related there so I really empathize with Alison from the stood up point of view Oh, why? Were you meant to go with somebody else? No, I was, yeah, I actually remember, this is so cruel, but I remember this guy, I used to hang around with him, he was super good looking, but he asked me to his Debs, and then I was waiting for the follow-up, waiting for the follow-up, waiting for the follow-up, and the follow-up never came, and then I found out he brought another girl to the Debs. And it was really sad because all the lads in Dingle presumed I was going with him to the Debs. So then when he rocked up and do you know, do you know the really sad thing was, and this sounds like, you know, this just sounds like total Drew, Drew Baymore, like kind of, you know, I suppose yeah. teen rom-com. But it was so sad because when I saw him with hers, they were all outside, mm. like they'd always go for drinks, like kind of, um, I suppose like you'd go to Long's, which is since it's since die to death Long's. It used to be this pub that we'd all hang out in, but they'd yeah. all be outside Garvey's, the supermarket there. Who, by the way, Garvey's, you need to get on board. You need to sponsor us ASAP. By the way, but uh, I just remember seeing him with her, and I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. And I felt like such a fool that I thought no. he'd actually bring me to the Debs. And then he met me the following week, and he was like, oh. Um, come here, sorry. You knew I was messing anyway with the whole like Deb's thing because just I'd already asked her. So like you weren't pissed off, and I was like, no, no, of course, of course not. not. But it just was the most Did hurtful you? thing. Like when I saw him with her, I mm. just thought it was so cruel. And I remember he saw me, and then afterwards, then the fact that he tried to dismiss it as, oh, A you joke. knew I was joking. So it's it's kind of, you know, things like that really affect you, don't they? Because I think that's why for so long after, sure, probably I'd say, no, I'm not putting it all on him, but it would just always be the case that I'd always presume if somebody was like 
into me a bit that he's kind of taking the piss or that he's messing or, you know, that it's yeah. not for real. But I just remember seeing him there and she was such a babe. And I was like, oh, he's such a fool. But it's just because we got on so well that yeah. I thought, well, maybe he's asking me as kind of a good crack date. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. But you see, I, think I didn't think he fancied me, but I thought that as friends yeah. he was asking me. See, that's the thing, because I think now it's much more like people um, will just go with their mates and they don't need to have a date. And it's just a lot. It just seems to be a lot more chilled. Whereas like back when we were doing it, you needed to it have was a intense. date. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to have the thing of asking somebody because I just felt like it would make a statement because I just felt like people would be. And I don't think. I don't think I'm like being like, oh, Emma, like, fuck's sake, who'd be looking at you? But it's something fucking to look at. People have, the last time people would have seen me would have been with a massive bump. They would have seen me briefly during the whole leaving. But now she's back. wonder who the fuck she's going to bring. Do you know what I mean? So I just yeah. felt like, no. That there'd be a bit of judgment involved, which there probably yeah. would have been, actually. Oh, there totally would have. Yeah, yeah. sure. Because we were all kids and you fuck all else to do. But it is. I think that's why, I think, you know, Eva, it is funny. Like, honestly, so many people down to the years have said to me, do you remember at our dev studio? I'm like, just to remind you, it didn't actually go to the devs ever in Dingle. People can't believe it. But And there were quite a few other fellas, if I'm honest, like they could have feckin' asked me. You know, we'd yeah. either hung out enough or we'd shifted enough. But as you say, I think nowadays maybe young people are just, I mean, I think young people today are just way more emotionally intelligent than we were. And they understand that like, actually, if we say, we'll just go as a gang, it takes the pressure out of it. Whereas when we yeah. were doing it it was like this total Dawson's Creek like I don't want to wait for like a cutie you want to be with who are you going to ask and it was that yeah. kind of even the guy you know who was trying to ship me in the right cow in like he was like you know come on like he didn't know more fancy me it was purely the pressure of the situation that he probably felt that he should yeah chance his arm well everyone would have been coupled up it is but then I've seen some of my mates Deb's photographs and I know you know, I know the stories behind them or I know the history of how it came to be that they went with that person and whatever. And it does make me, it still makes us giggle now. You know what I mean? I think so. very rarely did somebody go with somebody that they were going out with and, you know, like really yeah. just healthy, normal relationship. And now we're going to go to the Debs. Like, no, no. I mean, it was, it never very yeah. rarely be that. Oh, I actually, so you know the thing with Alison. Well, oh like, yes, so what became of us? So we're pitted against each other. We both, I, I think, I'm 100% sure. Maybe we spoke about this after, like, very drunkenly at Vodafone or something, well after the fact. So now I went back to the production company and I was like, oh, so Eddie Doyle called me and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, well, so what do you think about that? Or, you know, how do you feel about that? And I was like, I don't... I don't know. Like, I don't even know how that would work. I don't even know what that is. And they were like, yeah, no, you should just do your own thing. And I was like, yeah, okay. So she went off and did her own thing. I went and did my own thing. We both already had sent the pilots in. So then when I never heard about mine, I was like, oh, assume hers is fucking getting made now. And then hers never got made either. As far as I know, she never did a program about her devs, did she? Okay, so I don't think so. So here's what we're saying. This needs to get made. 
Well, then it was funny because I had the, one of the fellas in Orchie who I met, he was now in Virgin Media. He was like, oh, this will show you how fucking long ago this was. He was like, oh, you should wait until your daughter is making hers and do it that year. And I was like, you know, as a joke, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, fuck off. Ha, 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 ha. And that's how long ago it was, because obviously Ella will be having her devs next year. So I'm just going to go to that. I'm just going to go Oh, but sure, you have to let her have her experience. But I'm going with her, Julie, like, because it's it's my time too, you know. So funny. (laughs) Poor old Ella. I'm speaking on behalf. I'm going to be Ella's advocate in this situation. And computer says, no, come here. Are you going to get the vaccine? Yeah, I don't understand people's thing. I don't understand it either. Or people even saying like, no, like I will get it, but like I just want to wait and see what the story is. With it. Well, well, I put there up is no story. I, I put up the tweet. People until it's good to go. I put up the tweet during the week. I did get hijacked by a few um, political heads, but I oh, did really? throw it up. Ireland, we want says so, you know Ireland like we're like we want the vaccine, but yeah. we're also like let's just see how the English get on with it first. Like, oh yeah, you that's know, good. let's just. Let's just see how we go there. But yeah, I know people kind of say things like, no, I'll get it, but I'm not happy about it. You're like, fuck off. Of course you should be happy about it. Like, talk about a first world problem. I'll get it. But I do think it's rushed. I want, well, I want it on my terms. or Like, the reality is the people who are saying that aren't the people that are going to be top of the queue anyway. No. I mean, I want to go to the pub. I like I will tie yeah. you to I will tie you pin you to the ground I will straddle you and I will inject you myself if it means I can go to the pub for tapas but the tapas is never coming back until coronavirus is over I there's know. no way sharing plates are going to happen but I was saying to somebody today you know the way like people were putting up the pictures of like the long overdue early nights out and whatever great to be fucking back on the pints and whatever like I will go out over Christmas and stuff, but I mean, go like going out to the pub now to do the nine, the nine euro meal and like you know the two drinks basically is all you get time to have. It feels more like I'm kind of like you know giving my local a nod and just saying, oh, like fair play, she's for putting up the big fucking marquee. Well, yeah, I get it- a bit of business. It's not like. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm under no illusions that I'm going on a night out because I'm no, not going on it's a night not, out. It's not business as usual. And I do think most of us would be of the opinion, like I, you know, I, I, like I probably speak for a lot of people, like I personally am not going to be going out socialising with my mates over Christmas. I just think especially, you know, hopefully this vaccine will be happening sooner rather than later. We all have kind of vulnerable people in our lives that we're trying to protect. And I know now in Dingle, a lot of the pubs aren't opening. Of course, Dingle, as you know, is like for New Year's Eve, it's notorious. It just is so insanely busy. You cannot walk down Mm -hmm. the street. Like people are actually even like moshing past Danny from the Coronas. They don't even give a shit. Like that's just how busy it is. They're like, I see you, Danny. We sleep all night. We are not. 
you kind of are wasting your life if you're doing that, Danny. I'm sorry, but people are literally like, get out of the fucking way, Danny. I need to get to the yeah. bridge for 12 o'clock. Like, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. But, um, P.S. We love you, Danny. Prevent the podcast. But I think maybe it's, you know, people are kind of wanting to protect themselves, their families. They're not necessary they might be looking to discourage visitors I don't know but personally I could not relax and have the crack yet I think we're not there yet I, I think maybe as well like with talk of the vaccine people think we're oh sure look this is we're nearly there but we're not quite there it's still as dangerous as it was back in March presumably well it's not that I'm not ready to have the crack but I'm gagging for a night out but I just could not relax and enjoy myself as I would like to. Well, I can't because I know like someone's going to be telling me to go, but I'm kind of just getting starting to feel myself getting a bit loosey. Yeah, loosey goosey. Now, the, the people I probably will see over Christmas are people that I've uh, seen already, whether it's been for like walks or whatever shite like, but um. Yeah. Are you seeing Laura? Just be honest with me. Are you seeing Laura? I will see Laura because I oh, see... Oh, I'm just sick of this. I see her on... The, well, I don't see her, but I see her husband, Damien, on the school run anyway. So I'm kind of like... That's you know, fair. Um, Fred, Fred had a good joke actually about the vaccine. He was saying it's going to be like fireworks now. You have to go up to the north for the good stuff. Oh, Yeah. When's it gonna go? I can't. I won't believe it till I see it. Though it's all like it's coming in tomorrow, lads. I know. Well, the North is getting it on Tuesday, the eighth of December. That is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And like we've ordered eight hundred ninety thousand doses. I think my thing is once the oldies are protected, mm-hmm. I feel I can relax a bit. So once, and I actually feel terrible because I was on the walk today. She were all mad for the walks. But I was on the walk today and I was thinking, yeah, once dad gets it, I can relax. And then I had this thought. I was like, but what about poor old mom? It's always probably the one you'd least suspect is going to get it. I was like, once yeah. dad gets it, we can all chill out. I'm like, poor mom has to be protected as well. I wonder what's going to happen after like it really starts getting rolled out. I don't think people are going to be going back to work Monday to Friday though I think those days are people, over people aren't people just aren't gonna fucking put up with that I'm certain no. fucking and also what the, well I think the landscape has completely has irrevocably changed now because now everyone's in a position whereby they can justify not having to do these crazy commutes every day because they're like look yeah. I've gotten the work done I'm actually probably more productive yeah like the employers can to keep their back. costs yeah. down by like yeah. letting you work from home. It just is a win. It's a win-win for everyone. Please God, now I like, but I know people that say when they're like, "Oh, we're going to start kind of easing back into people coming into the office." We can't, you know, it's not going to be everyone all at once. You know, who wants to come in? I know there'll be people that will be putting up their hands straight away to leg it back in. I will be the person at the back of the fucking room, shuffling, just trying to like... By the bonfire, hold up, with the vape. No, it's not, the office life is not for me. The World According to Wikipedia is a podcast that pops the hood of Wikipedia and invites you to take a look inside. 
Each episode, we will talk to someone from the Wikimedia community on topics like why are only 18% of biographies about women? Can editing Wikipedia be a protest or activism? And what is it like for the communities working on the 200 plus Wikipedias that are not in English? Subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and follow us on Twitter at world underscore Wikipedia. Have you put the scooter up on buy and sell yet? No, I was saying to Shane, I was like, I should really put that up. I'm, I am terrible. I always have these like ideas of like, you should fucking sell that to some, somebody. I don't, I've never sold anything to anybody. I couldn't be fucking arsed with it. I'd sooner just it's a lot of hassle. I, I've done it a few times and it's a lot of like you put up a dress like that you mm. bought in H&M, bought for 20 euro, fiver, and then the questions start. What size is it? It's a 12. Please see description above. Okay. Mm. Is it, is it a true to life 12 or, and you're like, just buy the fucking dress. And then they start to haggle four fifty. You're like, oh, please. No, you see, I've, oh yeah. And you're I've always clothes and you know, like shoes that would be nice, but they're just not comfortable on you. I just throw them in the fucking charity bag. It's, well it's easier it well I kind of went through a phase of I need to make a few quid and like yeah. you know I, I should be trying to yeah, but I suppose I was trying to emulate a friend of mine will only buy a new item of clothing when she has sold another item of clothing oh, okay. so I was like I want to be like her but you're not realistically it's just a certain personality type that can be that rigid with themselves and I certainly am not that Seriously, person someone who's off the drink though isn't it like it's it, she's pretty together like you yeah. know she's but you know what she gave me the best advice I've uh, she gave me the best advice ever I can remember um I was in bits about the demise of a relationship now this was don't worry like he knew he was in the relationship as well this wasn't just a when you refer to someone as your ex and you like, okay, you matched on Tinder. That was it. And you yeah. had a bit of a chat. But no, it was a legitimate relationship. I was so upset. And I just have to laugh. It's like, I feel like the whole of Dingle has been with me on this journey because everyone knew I'd broken up with this fella. I'd be like standing in the middle of Main Street, just bawling my eyes out in the middle of the day. I was just a wreck. The whole town stopping the cars in the middle of the road to ask, was I okay? Like just could not put up like the front whatsoever. Complete emotional wreck. But I remember she said to me, I thought it was su- such good advice. She was like, Judy, you know what? Step away from it and see what happens. That's all you can do. Everything else is outside of your control. I, there's something about the simplicity of it. Just step away from it and see what happens. And was this about the H&M dress or about the fella? It was a well bit of both, to be yeah. honest. Okay. He, did, he did buy me the H&M dress. And to be oh, honest, he was, okay. and then he was buying it off me. And he was like yeah. 450. And I was like, damn you, I gave you four years of my life. Like, it was just like, oh, a bit awkward. Um, so but I, I, think that is, I think that is good advice, though. Step away from it and see what happens. And the answer is nothing happened. <laughs> but it's still good advice. Um, and that's the thing with those buy and sell things as well. It's always very dodgy. Like it's just a, a segue, um, but it's always very dodgy because it's you're you're never meeting them in a very well lit area. It's always like buy the bins at little. Well, I've heard of people kind of. I'll be wearing a blue jumper. Meeting people at the spire to like fucking exchange a bag. You know what I mean? It's just. It's not for me. It's not like the, come on, look, just I'll leave the wedges on a windowsill and you pick them up. Do we have to have that awkward like they come up and they're like, Claire? And then the I person's looking at you. I no. would prefer to give somebody a hand job in a pub toilet. 
I, well, you know what? It's probably more, it's, an, it's a more, more honest, it's more <laughs> an honest way to earn a living. That's for sure. Less time consuming. I mean, the amount of time you'd put into fucking getting rid of the fucking thing. Well, you're so emotionally invested because it's all the questions. Is it true to size? I'll give you 450 for it. Where do you live? Then somebody says, will I DM you? This is all for fiver. I mean, you're so emotionally drained by the time you meet them at the bins in little... <laughs> you nearly would give them a hand job because you're just that emotionally invested in it at that stage. It must be so terrible though if they get to see the thing. You've gone through all these like, messages. Oh, oh it's a little it bit looks of a, very different, of, doesn't it? There's a bit of wear there, isn't there? And you're like, it, I, I know. Oh, I know. So now the scooter is still there. I might find a home for it. I might not. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. And I might choose it for college. She might do, yeah. I don't know. That might be so, handy for college. I just, there ain't nothing wrong with the old scoot scoot. The only problem about the old scoot scoot is, it, say if you went to go and do something, you've got to know what you're going to do with the scoot. You can't just leave it outside. Do you know what I mean? You're committed to you the see, scoot. You see, that's it. You're in the yeah. job thing where you can just throw it under your desk or whatever. But... um. Yeah, I don't know. It's not. You can't. You can't enjoy your tapas. I'm gonna walk. Like I'm gonna walk. Skincare. Yeah, I'm gonna walk away from it and see what happens. Do honestly, uh, there's yeah. something about that advice, though. Is that just me romanticizing the past? Is that not good advice? No, it is good advice. I think it is. It is. It is pretty good. Um, she's a savvy lady, this lady. Do you know what I got done this week? I got the old bits done. I was saying this in the Up to 90 WhatsApp group and people yeah, presumed was... I got the wax. Did you get the wax? No. I didn't get the wax because I'm still a bit nervous about the episiotomy. I know it's not going to, you know, it's Oof. not going to pull the whole thing apart, but I'd still be a little bit nervous. And also, I don't know if you'd be the same, Emma, I only well, I know now you're a shaver because I've also been yeah. shaving. We have, I think we've touched on this before. But for me, you know, the person I knew, I, I knew the the person doing my bits, shout out to Elaine in Pure Beauty, got the nails done, the eyebrows, the eyelashes. But for me, I can't get a bikini wax done um unless it has to be one two either type of people, two types of people can do my bikini line, either yeah. a complete complete stranger. Yeah. Or someone I would trust with my life. It can't be someone that I know, a friendly acquaintance. It has to be what you have to be in either camp because you're really making yourself very vulnerable there. I don't know. Do my flaps look okay? Do you know, I've nothing to compare it to. It's like, are so they regular getting, flaps? Are they weird flaps? Are they? When you I, be getting the wax, are you getting the flaps waxed? Um. Well, I used to. Jeez, I would. I don't think I'd be chancing that for a while. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I'm just like, I don't, because my pubic hair, is it okay? Is it not okay? Like they were discussing pubic hair on setting sunset, sunset of an episode. And I was like, what is my pubic hair like? I just, I, I really feel there's a yeah. lot of trust there. I wouldn't be up for it, but I'm not, uh, to be honest, I'm just not up for, uh, I'm just not, no, I'm not doing a wax. I'll do the like and I rarely get them done I'll do the old eyebrow wax and stuff but I'm not having anyone wax me armpits or wax me gay there's not a fucking help I'm just not getting and how much money am I giving them 70 quid no not a fucking help 
Yeah, I know. It does. I think I think it's it's a tough one because sometimes you do, you know, as the hot wax is being um, poured on your hole, you do sometimes stop and think and say, oh, look, what's like, have have a boyfriend. Surely this stops once you get the boyfriend. But the answer is no. It just keeps on going. That ball keeps on rolling. But the one good thing about getting a boyfriend, I think, I don't know about you, Emma, I've decided you don't have to play tag rugby anymore. Thank God. No, I didn't. No, 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 no. Not doing anything. But you still have to keep waxing your hole, which I think is a bit extreme by anyone's standards. But the plus side is you don't have the broken fingers from the tag rugby. So that's a major (laughs) plus dislocated thumb from the tag rugby and like you see some people right and like absolutely nothing wrong with it but like you know like ourselves they're a middle-aged couple and we're middle-aged because like let's face it how long we plan on fucking living okay they're a middle-aged couple who've both been aging and your man's there and she met Phil when they were in their early 20s. And now Phil is in his late 30s. And of course, he's got a bit of a pouch. He's got a receding hairline. You know, he's he's got like three outfits he wears. That's pretty much it, apart from the stuff that he wears to work. But he's not even wearing that stuff anymore because he's working from the kitchen table. And she's fucking freaking out about, I need to get waxed. I she's know. Like, Do you? No, the answer the answer is no. Because nobody's getting nobody fuck off. Nobody's getting waxed because I just like to have a wax for myself. Pull another well, no. flap. Because Pull the I, other fucking flap. That yeah. is not true. You're getting that <sighs> wax. You're getting that wax for somebody. Of course. Now you I are. do I do say because I like I just like it to be streamlined. I find I'm faster. I'm just um I'm better about my my daily business. But if you yeah, well, it wax, does it does make you swim it's faster. It's not nice to do things for other people in terms of like your body or your appearance. That's cool. Like it doesn't oh like all of this like oh I just do it all for me. Like no, I don't believe that either. And it's all right to do shit because you want your partner to think it's nice. But just fucking let l- let leave the flaps alone. You've been through just, enough fucking trauma from the day you got your fucking period. I know, I know. And I mean, I'm honestly. I'm the campaign. I'm not free the flaps, even though it sounds better, but I don't want them free. I don't want them getting cold and flapping around and all that jazz. But I just think maybe it's something along the lines there could be a campaign of flap friendly or be a, be a flap friend. Be a friend to your flaps. And leave the hot wax in 2020. Yeah. Clap for the flaps might be good. Ha- yes. Yeah. At what time would be good for we, the flaps? I think, when did, by the way, when did we stop clapping for the healthcare <laughs> workers, the front line? Do you like the way nobody said, listen, we just, it, it was just, nobody suggested it of an evening at eight o'clock uh-huh. and everyone's like, yeah, let's just leave that where it was. But I only, I think it only happened in Ireland once. For the flaps. Yeah, look, and then, because I think, when did they stop in England? They were out doing it every night of the week there. Every Thursday at eight, wasn't that it? But they're mad for the NHS, but in fairness, it is pretty fucking good. 
Well, it is good. So, yeah, I mean, but like the I'd be clapping for it too. In fairness, they, they do, they do love their, they do love their NHS. But there I is something them. about um, even a friend of mine who's back from London, and she said she went. Um, she's been at home since the start of lockdown. Went into the local medical office here in West Kerry, mm-hmm. and like did a blood test. And you know yourself, she's she just was breezing out that door, like see you later alligator and the receptionist. And you never ever mess with a medical center receptionist because they're mm. keeping the show on the road. And she was like, oh, hang on, sorry, that's going to be 60 euro for the blood test. And my mate was like, Jesus, it was just so alien. She was like, I don't even know if I have cash on me because she'd always go to the doctor in England and never have to pay. Mm. But honestly, do you know, clap for the flaps and all the rest. But I do think, no, I, I definitely think that could be a thing, Emma. Clap for the flaps. I think we just need to show them a bit of... Com- it can't be kind could to them. This, could this be what gets us into RT? Clap for the flaps. I th- yeah. How could we combine that with the Debs pilot? Well, I think what we do is we'd go and make our Debs. We'd... Your Deb's story, we'd cherry pick bits out of that and kind of make it a bit more dramatic, okay? So we go and do a Deb's and we could pretend that we're still up to 90 is still about the 90s. I think that would be important that we would. Yeah, sometimes. You know, like that, it can be a handy one sometimes. And nice to dip do, in and out of the original theme. Yeah, and when then it what suits we would us. do is we go with a whole load of girls making their devs this year this was like part of the pilot i think right and we go off to get glammed up and then we actually sit around well they'd all have to be over 18 because you wouldn't want complaints or whatever but we all we're all getting all the bits done the nails and whatever and then a couple of the girls want to get the flaps waxed and we just sit down we have a little bit of real talk about but like guys why are we doing this to our flaps? And that little piece there of us kind of like just breaking it down with the guys. Justifies the title, doesn't it? Yeah, and we're all on yeah. one level and that's the little Five bit. stars in the Irish Times. I'm talking Nor- Joe Nor- Duffy, Claire Byrne, you know. All oh, your old mate. Time. My old mate, yeah. And that's how it's going to happen. Now, I don't think we're going to get the six episodes out of Clap for the Flaps. Oh no! I think a once-off, Emma. Come on! How, but how are we going to get clapped the flap? Clapped the flaps worked into the Debs. Clap for the flaps. Because and the at the end, so we'll just do. Um, I don't know what's got a song with clapping in it. There's got to be a Black Eyed Peas song with clapping in. Is there? Wonder. I'm trying to think. So I'm going to look up song with clapping. Do you want to get Fred in with the guitar there and ask him? With, no, we can keep up. Oh, do you know what song I used to love with a bit of clapping? Oh, yeah. well, we have Dog Days Are Over. But do you know what one I used to love? Jack and Diane. Do you remember that one? No. Uh, you know, here's a little story about Jack and Diane. Two American kids doing the best that they can. You know that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Laugh moves yes. on. And know. it's so perfect so we're surrounded yeah. by all these young hip emotionally intelligent teenagers yeah. and let's just drag them back to the early 90s with that yeah. song yeah 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 i think that's with, that, with that with that with that heteronormative anthem jack and diane let's do it 
Do you think we'd need to get on Fair City for a little while before we do Clap? I think Fair City, I think the ship has sailed on that one. Like I have been DMing Eric Lawler like you wouldn't believe. And there's been no, there's been no in so far. Have you, are you still retaining some hope? We do have a lot of hope in Eric. I don't know. I just feel like we need to get Fair City just to get the profile up, as you'd say, and then we'll get... Clap for the flaps. Hashtag clap for the flaps. Who do yeah, we know? We need, who do we know? Trending. We need journalists to get in touch. Mm. To get this trending. If that isn't a hashtag, I don't know what it what is. Clap for the flaps. Come here. I want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon people. So yeah. we have, we have Marion, we have Michelle, we have Claude. We oh, have... Yeah. Laura, we've got Maria, we've got Mary, we've got Dennis, we have Daniel. Daniel, uh, so thanks so much for supporting us. Now, we have an up to 90 WhatsApp group. If you want to join us on Patreon, you can be part of that exclusive up to 90 um, uh, WhatsApp group. And also, we do have our extra episodes as well that you've exclusive ac- access to. We might, I think we'll do a live one next time, Emma. What do you think? We do a live one for Christmas? Yeah, let's do a live one for Christmas. And um, if you're listening to this and you're not a patron, what's the fucking problem? I mean, why? Like, it's just a dream. Is that we don't have to work. Myself and Emma, did you not hear the story about me being rejected as a teenager? I just feel, do you know what would help me get past that? Is just a little bit of, as Emma would say, a little bit of G. I'm just getting pissed off with people now still thinking that they can listen to this, they can fucking slide into my DMs. Send me the laugh emoji on my story, grand. But starting getting on to me about blah, 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 blah whatever, saw this, thought of you guys. No, you may fucking reel that in. Think of me with your pocket. Don't be sending, me, pocket. Don't be sending me funny, like, Katie Price stories that you saw on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, grand, but, like, no. Put your hand in your pocket. You don't even have to do the second tier. What's the, like, the fucking tip jar one? Oh the, oh, the tip jar. I do We're have this years we now. Had, we had, I'm such a big fan of the podcast. No, you're fucking not. We had two or patient. three. We had two or three people drop down after the live toy show chat to the tip box. I was like, oh, I think it was my drunken text. But sure, how tip box doesn't get in the WhatsApp, do they? No. So they dropped out. They dropped. Do you remember we lost three soldiers? After our live, yeah. our, our, our but toy I think show, one along. People had to get out of the WhatsApp group because it all got a bit there. too real, didn't it? <laughs> I like, honestly, messages. we're all living in fear of the screenshots from that one. No, I joke just to say as well, you know, we all know people are under pressure. And so a couple of people did DM me to explain why they were dropping down to like the, the do you call it the tip? I think it is like just a tip jar, every little helps. Of course, uh, please don't feel the need to explain yourself. But we would really like if you support us, but please don't feel bad, Jesus, if you can't. It's grand. It's all a bit of crack-ish. It's all a bit of crack-ish. You need to be your authentic self and be the person 
when we're not recording, when we are recording. No, but you know, I do feel, I do feel bad. Well they need to hear no, listen. what you say about them, Julie. They I fucking hear what you say true. about them. That is Vicious. not How dare you? How You've dare you? It too far, too many times. Fucking no. hell, mouth on you. Listen, it's the mouth on me. Is, I know you're so horrified by my bad language when this. When this, when I stop recording this, and um, no, I know I just felt a bit bad. People messaging to apologize. It's a bit of crackish. We would really like if you support us because we just don't want to work. Basically, we just want to do our podcast and do our Patreon. And sure, look, if we had the luxury of not working, imagine all we could do with our extra bits and bobs. I see Emma's Emma's texting there, so look, I better I better wrap this up. That's when I know no, I've got, I was just I've trying, no, I was when just I see trying to blue, find blue I light. Just, no, I was just trying to find the message from the person who was sending me stuff who wasn't a patron. I wanted to shame them, but then no. I but I do that. think I I'm not just saying the same. But I actually I quite a few podcasts now I do support, and it's actually nice when you are in a position to do that. I think most people do value content, and you know it's nice it's nice to support people. If you can't, you can't. But we're very grateful to the people who do. I'm not afraid to pull the plug on this. Oh, yeah, now if you can, that'd be great. Thanks very much. Uh, come here, I've been lovely. Watches, I do love the nails. Thank you so yeah, much. Elaine has always been a nail pro in pure, in pure beauty. I haven't been there in so long. All my reference points for like 2010. I was like, is your husband still in Kiel? No, left eight years ago. Okay. I just, I'm so 2010 with my reference points. Um, you see, the last time I was really into the self-care was like pre-nervous breakdown number three. Do you know that kind of way? I was like really okay. on the nails, the eyebrows, the eyelashes. I was living my best life. But yeah. I, I just feel like a new woman with the bits done. I just feel great. Mm. Lovely to get that done now. Get a bit of me time. Get the bits done. So we'll, we'll do a live Zoom at some stage. I haven't worked out the day, but we'll do... What day is this out? Wednesday. Sure, look, yeah. We'll chat to you during the week. Yeah, okay. Okay, so bye, Emma. I love you. I love you too. Why am I so down? Oh, yeah. So we're just going to end. And then it's actually proper goodbye. There's no after podcast chat. Oh, where are we going? Yeah. Can I just say, I love your basketball net behind you. Just shooting a few hoops. Well, sure. I was doing that gig that you did on Thursday. I was doing on Friday. And I was all set up and I was like, oh, it's too late in the game now to move. So that's just what I started talking about. I was like, so obviously I'm pretty big baller. Um, I'm pretty big on the basketball. Wish I was a little bit taller. Yeah. But yeah, I'm actually getting pretty good now. Nobody uses that. And it's still, you know, if that was something worthwhile, it would have fallen down and broken. Nobody uses that and it's not, never come down. I think in our extra episode now, next extra episode, we need to chat about, do you remember the night, just as an ode to our original theme, the 90s, do you remember when everyone kind of flirted with being a basketballer? Yeah. What was that show? What was the show about the basketball team that we were all watching? In the 90s. Do you remember that? The sitcom. Oh. Hang on. I just, I need to find it before we wrap, wrap it up. Basketball was it a bit sitcom. of a... Was it Hang a bit of a... Time. Oh, Jesus. Oh, do you remember Hang Time? And I thought I was, I had so much in common with the protagonist of that because her name is also Julie. Oh, nice. And I just thought... 
yeah well, but basketball the same was person. a big thing yeah it was and we were all yeah. we all had the basketball net so we all thought we were Judy Connor from hang time and yeah it, it was a flirtation I think in the late 90s in Ireland yeah I yeah I played basketball of course you fucking did of course you did all the cool girls played basketball. Where were you on the court? Do they have like actual like defense and forwards or is everyone just all over the, the court in basketball? Um, It's a bit more leasy juicy really because it's so fast moving. You know what I mean? You know the way in yeah, other sports. That's what I mean. Like you wouldn't yeah. be stuck in the one spot. Uh, you come up with, oh, I can't even fucking remember now, but you'd come up with you know, different, I'm not using the right terminology, but different, like, formations, you know what I mean? Let's okay. just say I, I wasn't fucking going for the three-pointers, put it that way. But I'd say you would have been great at the basketball, even though you're a teeny tot. No, like, I would have been, been in a pocket there rocket. There would have been, like, girls now from Fairhouse, and they have a gold club up there. I was never, you see, I was never in a club. I was, any sport I was doing, I was just doing it in school. So yeah. it would have been grand, but like I never would have been. I just gone for the fucking days out. Do you know of what I mean? Of course, just getting out of school for the day, getting a few fucking smokes down at Santry, then to go and do your sprint. Didn't win, shocker. You know, spark up. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you something for any of our young listeners out there, any of our thirteen-year-olds that are smoking and think that it's fine because I know there's a lot of them out there. When you get into the second half of fifth year, the fucking smoke start catching up on you because I remember a couple of times we were doing like relay races and stuff. And my PE teacher's like, Emma, are you okay? Like, what's going on? You know, because she put me like first or last. You know, you put yeah. me like the fastest sprinter. And I, I think I'd forgotten my gear that day. So I was wearing tights. So I just threw the shoes off and, and ran in my tights. And I think I just like, oh, it's just the skirt. Wasn't it? It was smokes. It's funny when you said when you get to the second half of fifth year, the smoking catches up to you. I thought you were going to say when you get to the second half of that basketball game, the smoking really catches up with you. No, it's grand in basketball because it's all in quarters. And then also, I can say as a, I was always an, I was always a staunch non-smoker because both my parents were such heavy smokers that it really oh, put me off it. So it's the it kind of the best way to be a smoker if both your parents smoke because you just have oh yeah my dad no no my dad had my mom was more wise to it she probably smoked I'd say just under the 20 a day I'd say my dad had no idea when he was lighting a smoke and finishing another one he'd know he'd be smoking in the shower yeah, he had the old B and H, so you get a few of them. The ashtray in the bath. Well, I think, you know, I was, I think with my parents, they, they did actively encourage me to take on smoking just to chill me out. But look, I probably should have done it, but I always said no. I do have to say, though, as a staunch non-smoker in the late 90s, doing my lean search in 2001, I can just remember the old clue where I really shone in the oral exam and just being surrounded by such heavy smokers and they were just coughing the whole way through the Kusishkin and I was like damn why did my mother not send me to a better school I can't actually hear my aural that fucking cough when now I didn't always smoke John Player Blue I'd moved on to the cell people who smoked Marlboro were just like 
fuck off. Pharaoh was just like, mm, okay. But the fucking cough from the Johnny Blues was insane. You'd have to like run into your room and just try and have a coughing fish into your pillow. And I remember my mom was just like, she was trying so hard to get me to not smoke. And she's like, Emma, I mean, Jesus. Would you not even I think but now it's so ridiculous like saying to like 15, 16 year old. <laughs> so she'd be, oh Jesus, would you not even just try the ultras or something? Then John player blue fucking. Oh hell. yeah. Well my parents were the same, that they had such like snobbery about the John Player Blue, like, okay, look, please, just if you're gonna smoke. Yeah, but they did they totally like she was right, like they totally did cut the lungs off you, but uh Ah, no, I miss the old smokes now. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a smoke though. And my mum's been off them since um, Ella was born. I think my mum, my mum's gas, because I was always asking her to quit smoking. And then I went kind of AWOL in Cambodia. I went to Cambodia on my own and then nobody could contact me for three days. I was actually living my best life, but I forgot that people might think I was dead. So I came... I came back, I know, I came back and mom had stopped smoking. So I think I'm convinced she made a deal with God and I have quizzed her since and she gets very defensive. She's like, no, I stopped smoking. I have my own reasons, but she refuses to give it to me. But I'd like to think that's the reason. Oh, good Webby. Shout out to Cambodia. We're very big over there. It's not the same crack now, the smoke's. Like big respect to anyone who's smoking, but it's not. It's not. Well, and I think as well, I you know, as a former teacher, I genuinely do think, like, it's in terms of teenagers smoking, it's nowhere near what it was. It's no longer cool to smoke, basically. Oh, it's always going to be cool to smoke, Julie. Don't. Okay, no, it is not going to be cool to smoke. It's no longer cool to smoke, and that's going to be the fun quote that I'm going to put in at the top of it. Top of this podcast, Asher. Look, I mean, no, but have you co- ever I think seen, every have you ever seen a ride of a man smoke a cigarette? Oh well, no. I mean, there is. Look, okay. Can I just qualify this by saying every man I have ever stood in Main Street Dingle, bawling my eyes out over at three p.m. in the day, has been a smoker. Yeah, well, like, don't I was wrong. never crying over the non-smokers. No, like, always been a smoker. In all seriousness, now if if I was a young single lady about town and I met a guy that smoked, it would actually put me off because I'm a non-smoker now. I'd be like, oh, smell of smoke. Like, don't get me wrong, it wouldn't stop me, but it wouldn't be like, oh, deadly, I might as well just crack back into the smokes now. But oh, I can, no. no. But I suppose it's just when I was in school, all the coolies smoked. So I kind of associated with that as well, I think, that like, you know, obviously it's now kind of, I think I do actually think with teenagers, it's no longer seen as like cool to smoke. No, I, I, I don't. I think they're much more. They're much more health conscious as well. And you know, a lot of them are more into sport or the gym or whatever. I mean, gyms in Ireland weren't invented in about two thousand and three. So this is like a new thing for us. But yeah. I do think back in the day, like every fellow I was completely obsessed with was a smoker but I think it was generally just kind of as a default because they were cool therefore they smoked therefore so, I kind of so find it attractive do you know what it is though they're so expensive now and you just don't have the part-time jobs for the teenagers that you used to have 
Oh, sure, yeah. Who wasting their money on smokes when they're 15, 16? I'm sure it has to be harder to buy smokes when you're a teenager now. I'm lo- Well, look, maybe that could be our next campaign to raise money to buy smokes for teenagers who can't afford them. So we'll do, we'll start with Cap for Flaps just to get kind of the Indo and the Times on side. Yeah. And then we'll kind of work our way. Loved, I would have loved the smoke campaign because Jesus Christ, my poor parents, there was more charity days going on in my school than there was fucking days in the week. The non-uniform days, it's just a Friday at this stage, isn't Best it? Thing, yeah, you'd catch my dad when he's in a rush. And he's at the door. And you're like, I need money for boom. Oh, Bella's straight up fifty. But the, look, that's Jimmy. All about the G. That's why we call him Jimmy Fucking G. Not. That's Jimmy the G. My mom was much more generous with the cash. He'd ask my dad for fucking money, and he'd get out the shrapnel, as you'd say. And you're like, I'm going into fucking town. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's no pockets. Yeah. I'm a woman. I have no pockets. Where do you think I'm yeah. going to put that change? Oh, you great. and your misogyny, Jimmy G. Jimmy. You're the person with the pockets in this equation. Jimmy uh, G's birthday on Christmas Day now. Oh, happy birthday, Jimmy G. I'll be talking to you before then. It's only like the sixth. I was going to say, we've got like three episodes before then. <laughs> Hold fire. We're in the final couple of minutes of the podcast. We can get, about, we can get 25 minutes out of Jimmy G's birthday after yeah, the next episode. Imagine, I was like, no, no, this is my last episode. <laughs> I know. It wouldn't surprise me now. I'm always kind of a bit nervous when I'm like, any news? I'm just waiting for you to say, so I'm leaving the podcast and let's <laughs> press record. <laughs> It's gonna happen. You know I wouldn't do that to you. At least hint it for a couple. Please of don't be. I know <laughs> you would be hinting it for a long time. Please don't be like your man and the devs and be like, oh, you know that podcast that was a big mess. That was just, you know, a, that joke. Was just a joke. You got oh, that, gosh. didn't you? Oh yeah, no, I did. Yeah, no, I did. That was a Definitely joke. did. That was a joke. No, anyway, no, listen. The podcast. Goodbye, Emma. This is Bye, actually Jamie. goodbye now, so don't be too upset. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone, over the last couple of years. It's been great. And uh, follow me on Instagram or Twitter to see what I'm up to next. Thanks, Emil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. So thanks. It's been great. I really enjoyed it. Are you going to end? I'm I'm waiting to press end because you haven't given our little sign off. God bless. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.